population in which the indigenous, the poor and the mentally ill are overrepresented. Where isolation, humiliation and degradation are facts of life. Welcome to prison. It depends who's telling the story, I suppose. The prisoners would have one view. The people who work in the prison system would have another. And I think it's up to people to decide uh, you know, where the truth is. Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio, 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution. Hello and welcome to the Doing Time Show. This is 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM on the dial, streaming live on www.3cr.org.au. Today on the show, we are going to be paying tribute to Uncle Ray Jackson, who was a tireless fighter for Australian and other First Nations peoples and an uncompromising internationalist and socialist, holding up a mirror to settler colonialist violence in all its national and global ramifications. And a warning that there are there will be lots of audio images and names of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people that have died. First up on the show, we're going to be speaking with Carolyn Jackson, and Carolyn Jackson is the daughter of Ray Jackson, who is the Rajuri leader and warrior. So we'll be speaking with her first, and then after that we will speak with Auntie Lizzie from Istja in Sydney. And Ray actually founded Istja and did lots of really amazing work um, during that time. He died on the 23rd of April 2015, and he was born in 1941. And that's a long life. And we'll be um, showcasing his work today and having a look at a lot of the amazing things that he's done. And we're speaking now with Carolyn Jackson. Hello, welcome to the program. Oh, hi. Good afternoon, Marissa. Thank you for inviting me. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, pretty good. Yeah, and, and, and yourself? Yes, I'm really, really good. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, especially today because um, we just, I'm a grandmother again. So, um, you know, just had a beautiful baby girl yesterday. So, um, yeah, so I'm on a high at the moment. Tired, but I'm on a high. Congratulations. So, same time. Thank you so much. Oh, Thank you. Ray would have been proud. I'm sure he's watching from wherever he is. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure he is. He will be very, very proud. Um, also, to um, about six months ago, uh, sorry, about four months ago or so, he had a, a we had another member of the family, another grandchild, a great grandchild, and um, and he was the boy, so first boy out of that oh. lot. So that would have been really, really, really proud. So what well, he would have been proud regardless, but um, I think this one would have been a little bit extra special. So. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure he's watching over us. Um, I'm, yeah, so absolutely emotional, a happy, happy time. Absolutely, and yeah, it's come to that time again, hasn't it? I always feel really yes, sad around this time, to be honest. Yes, yes, we do. I mean, it was only Dad's birthday um, on the 27th of March, so that was 
um, another birthday, he would have turned 80. Um, so that was a very sad day. Um, not him not being around, counting years, you know, like his 80th birthday would have been. So, and now this time um, of the passing of his death, which is, you know, five years on the 23rd, like you said. So um, it feels only fresh. It feels like it's only yesterday. But, um, oh, no. but Lexi's legacy still goes on and people are still out there fighting, getting justice for families, and um, which is, you know, which, which is good. It feels like he's, you know, all that hard work and energy and... Um, it's, it's paying off for, um, especially for those families that are still trying to find justice. So, um, yeah, so, you know, it's still around us, even with that movement going on, it's it just fantastic. So, you know, it feels like he's around giving people, you know, strength and in a spiritual way, I guess. So, yeah. Very much so. And in fact, what I found really moving, Carolyn, was when we had the Deathscapes launch, um, I believe it was two years ago now? Yes, that's right, exactly, yes. Can you tell us about that? Okay, well, it was a website um, that Dad um, started with other uh, with other people that were involved as well. Um, one of them was um, Joseph. Um, I was trying to pronounce his last name. He's a well, yes, friend of ours. Yeah. That's it. Always, I don't want to disrespect him, but I'd say no, not at all. He couldn't make today, that. actually. No, yes, he's um, yes. So he, him and his, uh, him and his um, um, other other people um, actually finished finished um, the site, which is it's a tool that to be used um, in criminal law in the universities and find you know injustice on the other side, not just on the. Um, you know, authority side when it comes to the police, it's the other side that's the truth that and actual footages and information that's out there that's exposed but it's not being used as um, evidence. Yeah. So, so it's given it's, it's given people an eye opening of the other side of justice. So um, that should be done. And um, but it's a it's a great website. If anyone wants to um, look into that website, it's it's just it's so educational. It's so it's it's so moving, and it's so at the same time to list a lot of people, a lot a lot of beautiful people that were um, unfortunately, you know, that died in custody. So um, yeah, so it's a it's a very good website, and um, one that they would have been so proud of. Um, but yeah, that launch was fantastic. It was really, really good. It was very educational. Educational was very edu- you, you were educated, yeah. and I think it was an eye opener for a lot of people. So, and and I think this is the reason why a lot of people are changing now. People are starting to see, you know, see, and especially what's going on around the world now. You oh. know what I mean? The deaths and custody. They've been witnessed on on a live stream. You know, so how can that be totally ignored? Well, black and, being and, and all and these that. black people are being killed in America, like George, yes, George Floyd, exactly. and you know it's it's awful. Exactly, but it look, but look, still we're still waiting. Well, we're still waiting for that. See what happens there and that outcome of that. But you know, but these people you have to be accountable. They've got to be held held accountable. You, you, you can't just 
And this is, like you said, this has been going on for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. I mean, geez, ever since they first landed here, I mean, you know, women were raped and murdered and, you know, and I mean, and how's anyone supposed to pass that when it's still carrying on to this day with people, you know, with these people getting killed in, in, kiss, in custody and, you know, and... Oh, it's just terrible. It you is, know, so. it is. And what's the Deathscapes website in case people want to have a look? Oh, good question. I, I think it's w- – yeah, here we go, www.deathscapes.org. That's it. That's it. And so. this particular website really looks at – it's got a lot of different um, sections, doesn't it, Carolyn, looking at yes, deaths so. in custody and it, and it actually documents deaths in custody. Not just of, not just of Aboriginal people, but also of asylum seekers and refugees as well. Oh, that, that's right. That's right. Exactly, it does. It shows all that. It shows them in footages and and evidence of um, you know of these unjust that was done to these people. So um, yeah, but it's a very very good website. So if anyone wants to jump on and have a look, you know, you'll be it's it's very moving as well. So it's, it gives you the real insight of it's like as if you're there. So yeah, I've had a look at it actually. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's really really good. It's a very good website. One like I said, one that will be very very you know pleased about. And and, and like I said, it's if that's still at least you know it's it's out there and it's being used now. It's not something that's just talked about. It's actually out there it's being used as tool in universities. I mean, how amazing is that? So, it is amazing. Yeah. So anyone that's yeah, it's it's really good. It's pretty fantastic, and also, I think what the aim of the show today is really to celebrate raise life, and there's so many different ways of doing that. And with with the COVID, it's so difficult now, isn't it, to to yeah, um, organise things yeah because usually every year on his anniversary we have everyone gets together and um you know to remember dad and his work and as a family and as a family you know as a father um not just president of the easter but also too he was also you know he cared for a lot of people and he would go out of his way and he was so tireless he was it was it was and so selfless, he would just be there to support families and do anything he can to fund families to get to, you know, to see their you know, other members of family, um, legal advice, you know, and just the fight. He just fought for them, you know, until and, and his death. He actually did it to the till his death when he he signed off his last email at eleven o'clock at Easter, and the next morning he was gone. So he was sick at the end with pneumonia but he still was out there doing what he loved doing and you know it was just the type of man he was and you know but you know what what a lot of people don't say and this is something that I've I haven't said before because maybe listeners may think it's too negative but I think this year I'm going to say it and that is that even though people are fighting for justice, he there's been a serious gap left um, since Ray do- Ray passed away. A, a serious gap in the work. We have to be honest here. Like yeah, I'm not saying true. that there are not some amazing Aboriginal elders out there. There are. 
There are some great yeah. activists. I'm not saying that, but Ray's writing and activism were absolutely unique. And I'll be honest with you, Carolyn, sometimes I'll even pick up the phone to ring him. I've still got his old number. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I pick up the yeah, phone. So I, I go I. to call him and then, oh, my God, he's, <laughs> he's not here and I feel like I feel like an idiot. You know, I hang up the phone and I think he's not here, you know. Right, exactly. He yeah. did a lot of media, didn't he? Yes, he did a lot of media uh, with NITV and also on your show, um, audio on your show and also too with SBS, you know, um, a lot of it was to do with, you know, um, you know when he was awarded the Human Rights Medal from the French government. Um, that was a real... That was the yeah. He was so proud of that oh, that yeah. moment. Yes, and um, yeah, but he did a lot of radio shows and and that but just mainly you know putting his. I don't know. I'm looking at his picture now. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so I'm looking at his picture now because and also the poster that we've got. They did a poster for Dad. To celebrate it's a celebrate people's history. Of course. Uh, poster that yeah. was done for Dad in honor for Dad. And, um, yeah, it's just, he was, you know, he was a proud Aboriginal activist. He was a father, grandfather, great-grandfather, unionist, wolfy, feminist, internationalist, organiser, and, you know, over so many years, you know, they dedicated himself to movements, you know, fighting to hold the powerful to account and to bring justice to the denied, you know, so. Absolutely. Yeah, and- Definitely. And I suppose also, Carolyn, and also listeners as well, I just wanted to take this opportunity to, while we're talking, just to tell listeners what Ray covered on this show because he did a lot. Like he covered stolen generation, forced closures of Aboriginal communities, Invasion Day and Aboriginal deaths in custody. And and he, he took special care also to speak in solidarity with women in prison, refugees and asylum seekers. And he also did the passport ceremony too, didn't he, Carolyn? Didn't he create that? Yes, that's right. That was the passport ceremony. Um, That was for, you know, people were welcome on Aboriginal land and um, didn't matter what you were, you know, didn't matter as long as, you know, there was respect. That's all that Dad wanted was just respect and, you know, treat people equally. So of of all of all ways, so yeah. So that was one of his proudest moments as well. Was that as well? And um, that pass the passport ceremony was you know was a real good achievement. That one was a lot of people that attended that. Anyone attended that? I think um, I think I've got a couple of days left here actually. Passports really? <laughs> yeah, that Dad had. Um, that were left over, so I still got some of those here as well. That you know was that was left when he passed. Pretty amazing. So um, yeah, it was it, it, definitely amazing. And also, like you said, you know, if you got the Death and Custody Watch Committee that he co-founded and president of, which is as as you know, Indigenous Social Justice Association, which is Yeastra. So. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of there's a lot. Of, uh, look, I I I don't know what else is out there. I mean, he was just a remarkable man. That you know, even on radio, what I found really incredible and very informative as well. And and I, Ray was had the ability 
to describe a court case or inquest after there was a death in custody, Carolyn. And he Mm -hmm. documented the coroner's findings in such detail that it would come alive on radio. And he was able to even dissect autopsies and autopsy finders with the precision of a medical examiner. The way that he did, and I'm not exaggerating, Carolyn, the way that he did it, it was like we were at the inquest. The way that he spoke, for example, about Mr. Clark, you know, Mr. Briscoe and Veronica Baxter, you know, TJ Hickey, he would speak about all this in detail. And then the way that he was persecuted towards the end of his life, I'll never forget how horrible the police were to him. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's right. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, you know. They surely missed, that's for sure. And I think, like you said, there is a big gap, in, I think, like you said, with Yisha in families because they trusted Dad. Yes. You know, everyone trusted Dad. And they trusted him with, like, Dad had files on those that had passed away and those were handed back to their families, you know, because he could not leave them with anybody else because these families trusted him only. Um, you know, so, and I don't think there'll be anyone that'll be like him. No. Take his shoes. I don't think there ever will be. No. Not all the dedication and hard work and, you know, t- I can't tell you how many hours sleep he would have had a day. Even when he was ill health um, with pneumonia, he would always visit the tent embassy. You know the tent embassy in Redfern? Yeah. He would make his way up there at 4 o'clock in the morning with pneumonia to make sure they were okay, that everyone was, you know, looked after. There was no, you know, interference with the police, you know. And and that's how he died, you know. And with pneumonia, walked for miles. He was a diabetic, you know, 74 years of age, not in good health at all. But he did it to the end, so... And when we found when we found him, you know, when he had gone, we, when he finally rested, it was it was like his severe was asleep, you know, peacefully, and the way he should have went, and he did go, and it was just, and you can see his last note that he signed off with Easter, and it always was signed off with FKJ, which was for Curry Justice. Yeah. So, in all of his emails. He always signed off as FKJ. So. Wow. And all, yeah. And every email that he sent off. So. Um, Do you know I've got a, sp- a special folder with heaps of his emails still? Yeah. With, with all these articles? Probably, yeah. 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 Carolyn, thank you so much for coming onto the program. And I know, I, I believe your daughter gave okay. birth last night. Yes, I am so sorry. I'm a bit tired. I'm trying yes, to I'm emotional and, because yeah. she, had a, she had the baby yesterday. It was three hours, three days in labour, and it was a long, long time to endure that. And um, for her and also with Dad, it's, it's an emotional time. So um, and a happy time, like I said. So yeah, but thank you very much for inviting me onto the show today. Blessings and congratulations, Carolyn. And thank you for thank you, thank you so much, and thank you for still remembering him. And let's just hope that the fight for justice was still. I don't want his his work just to 
you know to be in vain. In vain, yeah, that's right. It's 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 got to keep going. It will, it will, and yeah. I'll always remember him. I know you always do, Marissa. You know, I mean, yeah, you always do, which is I totally respect you for that, and thank you so much. And I know it's coming from your heart. It's not feel like something you have to do. It's something because you love and respect the man, and that's why. So, and what he's, you know, what he's fought for. Always. So, always. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Carolyn. I take care. No worries, and I shall. No worries. Thank you. Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say I'll sign off as FKJ. 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 Bye. Bye-bye. And that was Carolyn Jackson, daughter of Ray Jackson, giving a very emotional tribute about her father, his work and his ongoing legacy. I really am not understanding why people aren't seeing the fact that prisons are an integral part of a public health response to a pandemic. Like you, I'm really concerned about whether the data is being released very honestly about illnesses within prison. I have suspicions it's not, but really we need very strong leadership in this country that actually cares about people inside, our most vulnerable populations inside. That's what we need and that's not what we're getting right now. We need to keep Radical Voices on air. Subscribe now. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377. There are many ways that you can keep up to date with 3CR news, events and programs. With Facebook stripping content... It's a timely reminder to focus on the communication channels and platforms that the community controls. The 3CR website is a great spot to catch all your shows via audio on demand or scroll through our range of podcasts. It's also where you can sign up to our monthly newsletter, buy yourself a new T-shirt or check out archival audio from past broadcasts. Of course, we're also on Twitter at 3CR and Instagram at 3CR Melbourne. But don't forget our mighty AM band. Catch us anytime on 855AM. Keep in touch. 3cr.org.au More than 70 innocent refugees are still being indefinitely detained in detention centres and secure hotels around Australia. Over recent months, many fellow detainees have been released onto bridging visas. Those remaining are desperate to know why they are still held. It is indefinite, it is cruel and it is unlawful. Every day a group of supporters protest this brutality outside the Park Hotel at 701 Swanson Street, Melbourne, where 11 men remain trapped and whose hopes are fading and whose mental health is declining. The aim of the protests is to raise awareness of the situation for the general public, but also to show support and solidarity to the men inside. It is also for the approximately 200 refugees still held offshore. Please come along any weeknight at 6pm or weekend at 3pm. And you're back with the Do and Time show and we previously spoke with Carolyn Jackson um, about Ray Jackson's um, amazing work and next up on the show we have a very special activist coming up 
Indigenous activist, Auntie Lizzie. And Auntie is actually from Istja in Sydney and she has very kindly um, agreed to, to come onto the show and talk about Ray. Hi, Auntie Lizzie. Welcome to the program. Hi, darling. It's I'm not exactly an elder or auntie, but thank you for the respect of calling me auntie. Well, you are a lot older than me. and yeah, thank you for the respect of the years, but I'm not an actual elder, so yeah. Oh, sure but you're still auntie to me. <laughs> That's all good then, darling. No worries, <laughs> so I'm wondering if you could just talk about um, about Ray and, and, and ha- what, what do you feel about him and, and about his work? Wow, wow, where do you start? Um, you know, we're talking about a man that came from being stolen and not knowing who his family were, who his people were, while his father fought for this country and and was killed. And then, you know, the government repaid the favour of his father being killed by stealing him from his Aboriginal mother, changing his whole life and heritage. And then for him to find out who he is and to come back and fight for every single... Uh, not just Aboriginal rights, he fought for human rights in general, you know. He was an incredible, incredible man. I'm blessed to have ever had him guide me, teach me, um, let me be a part of his team under Isja, you know, Uncle Ray, as what I call him. Um, he did so many things, like the Aboriginal Death Watch Committee, you know, back in the 90s, where they had an open line where any black fella who could get in trouble by the police or locked up or anything could call and literally he would be there on the ground for you, interrogating the police station, making sure you were safe, finding out which watch house you were in, you know, and then to even further that extent to go out for deaths in custody's families, like um, Annie Gail Hickey's family. I know for a fact Uncle Ray was prominent in being the main one that made sure TJ's rallies happened every year from Redfern to Parliament House, making sure that that young brother's name was never, ever forgotten, making sure Redfern police were always hearing us that we're going to call on accountability, that we're not going to believe it was an accident and, after all, like the coronial inquest and everything that went wrong with that case. It was only for Uncle Ray being so committed to the people, so dedicated to the family that, you know, people know this story now in 2021. Without him being as prominent and as loud and proud and as deadly as he was, a lot of these families, I don't believe, would have the line like they do today. Absolutely. So, so he spent a lot of time doing a lot of the the grassroots work, um, so that families could find out about what happened. Oh yes, he was on the ground all all the time. Like he had a little tiny one bedroom flat in Redfern that I remember Waterloo actually, I think, and like his whole flat evolved around. Aboriginal deaths in custody, children being, t- like, you know, that was the main thing, the injustice against First Nations people, stolen generation trying to reconnect family with family that they couldn't find because, sadly, Uncle Ray, I don't... I'm sure he told me a story that didn't get to actually find his biological family. That's right. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, imagine being an Aboriginal person and being chucked back into the world and not knowing, not finding your family. Towards the end of his life... Because Ray was actually a permanent, he used to a permanent guest on our show. He used to come onto the Do and Time show every week, just about, and he would always talk to us about deaths in custody and tell us what was happening with the inquests. And towards the end of his life, Uncle Ray was was as you would know was persecuted by 
the police that time when there was the march um, yes. about TJ. Hickey, were you there and can you tell us what happened there? Because the police really dishonoured Uncle, didn't they? I wasn't at, I don't believe I was at that rally, but I do know the story about like, like they knew that the power that Uncle Ray had. They seen the power he had uplifting people and giving family hope and giving him a voice and a platform. And he, they, like, they saw the threat that he was to their system and to the way that they could just get away with sweeping another murder under the, their rugs and trying to pretend that this didn't happen. And like, you know, where's TJ's bike? There were so many things that people might not think of. But Uncle Ray made sure he was on top of every single point. So that's why the police came in so hard on him to try and tear apart all the truth he was saying, like trying to make sure this man can't be heard, this man can't be seen. We're going to make sure we interrogate him. We're going to make sure we intimidate him. We're going to make sure we're going to make his life a living hell. But that did not stop Uncle Ray. He kept rising above and above and joining people. And that's how he, like, you know, made Isja for us in Sydney. Now there's in Melbourne. Like, yeah, he's just... Incredible, and the day like it just shows the power he had by the way the police reacted to him. They were so staunch on him, like, "No, we are going to shut you down," but it didn't happen. Yeah, I believe they took him to court because they wanted him to march um, in a more secluded part of Redfern for TJ. Yes, yes. they they would. All, that's always the way with the police when we try and do marches and rallies, as we know. They always try and dictate the path, dictate the route, make sure we're not seen as much, make sure we're not heard as much where Uncle Ray would know. You can take me to court. You can like, And that's why the forefront now of why we have these things called um, S1 forms where you have to put a form in to tell the police and notify the police what exactly we are trying to do at a family's rally, at, a, at any sort of rally, and it's up to the police to try and come to the table and say, oh, yes, we'll accommodate, where Uncle Ray was like, no, you're not going, we are just going to do this, and this is where we're going to march, this is where we're going to be, take me to the courts, take me to anywhere you need to, but me and the people are still going to do this route, we're still going to march the way we did all the years since TJ passed away. I felt it was just absolutely disgusting, you know, the way he was treated. Oh. Despicable. Definitely. But, you know, but in, in in retrospect now, like, you know, as we look back, as you can see, it was really a sign that the police were losing their power of the community. Like, you know, the police were really realising one great man could stand up and bring community and bring unity and let Australia know this young boy's life meant something and it's not going to go away quietly and we will not be bullied and we will not be pursued in court or anywhere you need to be take us. Like, you know, Uncle Ray was stolen generation. He'd gone through hell and back already before the police got into his life when he's a grown man. And let's talk about unity for a minute because one of the things that I've noticed about Uncle Ray, and I have to be honest, it's very rare, is that he had the ability, tell me if you agree with this, he had the ability to put to have all peoples together. It didn't matter whether you were an anarchist, a communist, a socialist, whether you were black, blue, he yep. got everybody together without judgment. He didn't exclude anybody. And I think that's what the police were afraid of, that that he was able to work with diverse communities. Oh, definitely, you know. You can see the many photos of Uncle Ray through the rallies and through the streets and, and organising and mobilising. And you can see, like, of course, there's the First Nations family and the First Nations protesters yeah. and that on the forefront too. But you see him with... All walks of life, you know, and that was um, reciprocated even through, um, I can't remember who it was, but how Isja received money from some 
was it the French people? Oh, yeah, the I, French. Yeah, Carolyn mentioned the, that earlier oh, sorry, on. I'm, I'm just a little bit shady. We're making sure I get the right idea. Oh, that's that's there, okay. Yeah, yeah Carolyn like, explained know, it. Yeah. He received a sum of money from across the world. World, yeah. They saw and recognised what he was doing for human rights in general. Like, of course, he was putting Aboriginal lives on his forefront, being an Aboriginal man, but he made sure it didn't stop there. He made sure it reached out to humans. Like, this is not right. Are you happy with how you're treated? No? Well, neither are we. Let's come join together. Let's band together. Let's try and make a real change against this government that sweeps us all now under the same rug. Yeah, look, it, it's pretty, it's, it is a bit of a national disgrace because I don't think Australia's recognised him all that much. Oh, well, definitely not, you know. Australia's not going to recognise a real true hero, a warrior, you know what I mean? His father went off to war to fight for the country and was killed and the government decided to pay the family back, with, not with a widow's pension, as every other white mother and white wife would receive when their husband was awake and got murdered. The government repaid this wife by taking away her her children. Disgusting. You can definitely tell that Australia will not praise this man as much as he should be. But gratefully, the French people, I can't remember who they were, but they did. And we will forever make sure his name is heard and spoke of and forever grateful for, like I said, all the path that he opened for us. Like, as you've mentioned, you know, he worked with Asians. He worked with Indians. He worked with Africans. He worked with the queer community. He worked with, it didn't matter, the communists, the anarchists. They did not matter. It didn't matter. Human. If you were a human and your heart beat to the beat of being human, you were welcome in his company. You were welcome to get educated. He would even welcome you to teach him things. Yes, yeah. This yeah, he was very humble. Warrior he was, you know. Like, I know for a fact, he, his own blessed family, his own children, they would have missed out on lots and lots and lots of things because of the dedication this man had to give to every other person. Oh, yeah. And that just tells you the one, like, you know, just, yeah. Like, when I think about Uncle Ray, my heart just, it swells. My pride swells knowing that I got the chance to meet him, walk with him, talk with him, learn from him, learn with him. It's just a very, 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 uh, an incredible man. And now I know for a fact he's up there being the most, one of the greatest ancestors, still guiding us as up there from the sky, still giving us that fire in our belly to get up every day and keep fighting against this compelling system that is still enforcing its genocide against us. Genocide is getting worse and worse. Oh, definitely. We can just have to look at the last six weeks where we see five Aboriginal deaths in custody in six weeks. Oh, my God. Five in six weeks and let alone the 30-year anniversary to the Riddick, which is the Royal... Yeah, well, surely people listening should know what it means. I mean, yeah. the Royal Commission of the Deaths in Custody, which happened on the the recommendations and findings got passed down to the public on the 15th of April 30 years ago. And then yet before the 15th of April this year, you can count five deaths in custody within six weeks. Well, that's why... That's why I organised a show for Uncle Ray today because I thought it was fitting for him to have to have this memorial show the the week after the the anniversary show that I did about the Royal Commission last week. Yep. And it's I'm just having a look here at at the fact that he also supported um, the family of the Aboriginal transgender woman Veronica Baxter. Another yes. death in custody. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, he stepped out. He stepped out. 
He made sure if you needed him for any reason, if you could call him, you, you could literally call this man, even at the later day and age he was, like, you know, a grown elderly man, you could call him day, night, and he would be there assisting you literally within hours or the next day at the latest. And if he couldn't do it, if he wasn't well enough, he'd have one of his people right there at your front door offering yeah. you service, not ringing around, not letting, giving you the run around like, you know, some people these days do. He'd be literally there in the flesh saying, here I am, what do you need? How do we help? He never passed the buck, never. Oh, definitely not. The thing also that, that is really was really amazing about Uncle Ray is that I would only have to mention that I wanted to interview an elder, I wanted to interview an activist from the um, First Nations community, and I get an email that day introducing me and saying, can you go on to the show? Mm-hmm. And it was just it was just really fantastic that he actually build, built bridges so that we could make this show what it is. Without him, this show wouldn't be what it is. Oh, yeah. He was the glue that kept a lot of us together, darling. He was black, you know. Yeah. If you had Uncle Ray on your side or in your team or in your corner or by your side or wherever you needed to have him in your circle, then you knew that everything was going to be okay. Yeah, and I felt safe. Okay. If it wasn't going to be okay, he'd still make you believe it. He'd make you see the hope. He'd make you see forward. Don't be stuck in the now. Don't be stuck in the grief so much. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep breathing. Let's keep walking. Let's keep talking. That was Uncle Ray all over. Exactly. Lizzie, thank you so much for coming onto the show today. Have you got any final comments about Uncle before we finish? Oh, dear. I could talk forever, as you can hear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hear just... That's right. Carolyn and I were talking about the passport ceremony. Yes. Yeah, were you involved in that? The, the um, Aboriginal passports? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, as I'm saying, you know, Uncle Ray went above and beyond. He made sure it wasn't, he would not fit into a box. They took him away for so many years as he was a child and they denied him everything and they put him in this box and labelled him this. They took away his birth name. I don't believe Uncle Ray ever found his birth name again. No. For Matt, you know? And yeah. turn all that trauma around to help other traumatised family, he is, I would call, a living legend. Although he's physically not with us, his spirit is always with us and it's legendary. It helps me every day get up and raise my three young black men. It helps me get up there and help now. I get to step in and be next to Aunty Gail Hickey, next to other families on the forefront, you know, like my cousin David Dungay. So it's very important that I know that I'm I'm guided in the right path of saying, yes, you know what? Uncle Ray could do it, well then get up, Lizzie, you can do it. Exactly. Actually, I, I'm, I'm not sure if you know, but I interviewed Paul last week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There, was, I'll, I'll send you yeah. the link from the podcast if you like. Thank you very much. I'd love to hear what my nephew's learning and saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but otherwise, final comments is much love and respect going out to all Uncle Ray's family, obviously, on the forefront. And just to know that he will never be forgotten. He's always with all of us. And we thank the family for sharing him with us. As I said, it wouldn't have been easy times of having your father so wrapped up in Aboriginal deaths in custody. He didn't have time to be a hands-on dad as much. But he had time for... But he did have time for his children, but he didn't know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not just a family guy. He was a family guy to everyone. 
You could rely. You could rely on him. Like I could call him. Like I was his daughter. Yeah. The lady, yep. the lady down the road could call him. Yes. The man up front could call him. It did not matter. He was there for us. He was there for anyone that needed someone to listen to, someone to be heard, someone to make a noise with, someone to kick in Parliament doors with. Yep. He was there. So yeah, I'd just like to give my thanks and praise and gratitude out to that beautiful man and to his family. And also my sympathies to everyone out there that's missing him like I do. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you very much, darling, for making sure that, you know, that this man's respected and that doesn't, the story doesn't stop. You know, we continue. We continue talking about our legends. Just because they physically leave us doesn't mean we forget them, doesn't mean we lose their story. We don't lose their hope that they gave us, but they, they instilled in us. Absolutely. And, and that's what... That t- today is only one way that that things are being expressed about yeah. him. Well, that's beautiful to know. He deserves it. So. He does. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Thanks so much. Take care. No, Alan. Thank you, and take care, everybody. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. And that was Lizzie from Istja in Sydney paying tribute to Uncle Ray Jackson, um, who died on the 23rd of April 2015. It's approximately 4.41, and I just wanted to take this opportunity um, to just read out a few quick quotes um, about Ray. The first one was about Veronica Baxter, what he, what he said about her when she died in custody, and it's actually taken from um, a magazine called Borderlands. This inquiry was a sham. It did not resolve how she died. We saw a whitewash on on the 20th anniversary of the Royal Commission into Black Deaths in Custody. After the farce of this inquiry, we then saw censorship of the like I have never seen before in my 20 years of Black Deaths in Custody campaigning. And that was quoted in Community Action Against Homophobia, 8th of April 2011. Um, the other thing I'd like to mention as well is just a couple of things um, that, that Ray said about TJ Hickey as well. And this was actually taken from a speech, the memorial speech that I made about the Do and Time show on the 14th of June 2015. And I'll just read out some of it. Uncle Ray was absolutely committed to stop police investigating police and to advocate for transparent, independent investigation when there was an Aboriginal death in custody. During the end of his life, the Do and Time show aired his anger and outrage about how the cops took him to court and tried to label Istra as violent and dishonoured the Hickey family by ruining the march at Redfern. One quote that really stands out for me from one of Ray Jackson's interview interviews is worth a mention here. He often spoke about the horrific charges that were placed on the Hickey family in 2011. He says... The mother and father of TJ will not accept the police version that says that the death of TJ was merely some sort of sad accident. It was not. Police chased him and he died as a result of that chase. And the police are still fighting us about putting a plaque up. The police want the words police chase removed and tragic accident to replace them. That is not going to happen. So the harassment continues. And Ray fought hard to get justice for TJ. It's approximately 4.43 and I remember getting that quote as I was sitting on a bench in Sydney during the trial of the Hickey family um, at around 
2011. And that quote actually went into an article that I wrote for the Freedom Socialist Organiser at the time. We've got a common enemy. The same government that locks up these refugees just behind us here at the Park Hotel is the same government that's going for our rights, trying to attack the very limited gains that casuals have. And so when union activists take up the cause of refugees amongst their fellow workers, it's not an act of charity. It's about building workers' united self-defence mechanism, understanding that we're all part of the same battle. Subscribe to 3CR in 2021. Feed Radical Radio. Subscribe today. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 94198377. And you're back with the Doing Time Show. And in case listeners have just tuned in, it's 4.44pm and we're doing a memorial show for Ray Jackson, who was an amazing warrior and Indigenous activist. And just to wrap, we're going to be wrapping up the show fairly soon, but just wanted to to read out a little bit more. So the Indigenous Social Justice Association, ISJA in Sydney, led many courageous campaigns against Aboriginal and other racialised deaths in custody, holding state institutions to account and supporting the families of the bereaved. Over four decades through both his activism and his writing, Uncle Ray Jackson insisted on and developed the linkages between justice for Aboriginal peoples and a range of other social movements, such as black power and anti-apartheid, prison abolition, trade unionism and socialism. The, The tributes paid to him by figures such as Angela Davis and John Pilger testify to this indispensable globalist dimension that framed his life and work. The invasion of the Aboriginal nations that began in January 1788 continues to this day. After time, it also allowed, under statute, a xenophobic and racist law that was used against my peoples and immigrants, refugees, especially if they were not white, in a social understanding. Ray Jackson, open letter to Kevin Rudd, MP, August 5th, 2017. Sorry, 2013, I beg your pardon. Uncle Ray's life work against settler colonial racist violence and all its global ramifications is best exemplified in the Aboriginal passports campaign he initiated in 2010. And we talked about that um, earlier on in the show, on the show. So um, I'm just going to actually tell you where that came from because some of those some of those quotes that I read out um, were actually compiled. Um, there were some quotes from the speech I made at the memorial in June 2014 that ISJA organised, but we're well, not just ISJA, but Friends of Ray Jackson. And this, some of the quotes that I actually drew upon were from um, Talk Loud, Talk Strong, and it was a tribute to Aboriginal leader Uncle Ray Jackson, and it was actually from... Um, in a magazine called, it was a Borderlands special issue dedicated to the politics of human suffering and including a tribute to the to the leader, Uncle Ray Jackson. It's approximately 
and I'm just going to go into another announcement. What we're dealing with here is a total lack of respect for the law. Tune in to Done By Law. An informal and irreverent look at the law. Critical insights and analysis from diverse community perspectives. Done by law, 6 p.m. Tuesdays. We've got a common enemy. The same government that locks up these refugees just behind us here at the Park Hotel is the same government that's going for our rights, trying to attack the very limited gains that casuals have. And so when union activists take up the cause of refugees amongst their fellow workers, it's not an act of charity. It's about building workers' united self-defence mechanism, understanding that we're all part of the same battle. Subscribe to 3CR in 2021. Feed Radical Radio. Subscribe today. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 94198377. We've got a common enemy. The same government that locks up these refugees just behind us here at the Park Hotel.
Indeed, and we're nearing the end of our show. That was actually We Have Survived by No Fixed Address. It's approximately 4.53, and we're going to be going out with our theme song very soon with Blackfella, Whitefella by the Rumpy Band. But before we do that, I just wanted to um, especially thank Carolyn Jackson and also um, Lizzie from Istja, Sydney, from for coming onto the show and <clears throat> and giving us such wonderful tributes to, to Ray Jackson. And also a shout-out to Joseph Bugliese, who was unable to come. He usually um, comes onto the show every year to, um, to honour Ray Jackson, and he couldn't come today. He had overriding commitments that he had to have. And I wanted to just... Um, Give a shout out to to Joseph Bugliesi and and his family. It's approximately four fifty four. Also a shout out to Pete and Rob as well, who are also part of the Doing Time team and were unable to attend this very special memorial show today. But um, they also um, honour him as well. We've got about three minutes left of our show. Stay tuned every Monday from four to five for the Doing Time show, and. Um, We'll be going out now pretty soon, as I said, with our um, theme song, Black Fella, White Fella by the Rumpy Band. And it's goodbye from Marissa. And Ray, um, may you walk your lands in peace. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Are you the one who's gonna stand up and be counted?
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.